Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Chatting with Nat. It's Natalie Jean to And today we have the honor of having rock and roll band, the Key of F. Yes, they've been on Chatting with Nat before, but they've been doing some amazing things. Andy Kay has been singing since she was a toddler, originally from Orlando. She's performed for Disney and Universal. Marie has been playing guitar since her arms were long enough to go around once. She grew up singing in choirs in Houston and later performed with the goth, and sinister, the goth band Sinister Sirens. They two met in Los Angeles and started singing together, which led them to writing their own song and forming what? The Key of F. Let's give them a round of applause. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, Nat. Hello. Hello, hello. From the great beyond. Um, <laughs> how have you guys so been? Nat. Yeah. Can you We're hear me? so happy to be back. I'm happy to have you, because you know I love you guys. You guys speak your truth. Are you gal? Well, we love you, too, for that reason, because you speak your truth as well. Oh, yeah, you know me. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, well, yeah, I don't mince words. You know, I, um, you know, I come up first, and, you know, I'm very nice, very professional when I have something to say, but then if you come at me the wrong way, it's just, it's ugly. It's ugly for anybody. Oh. Okay, I can relate to that. And that's yeah, fair, fair, enough. Enough. fair enough. People are asking for it. There you go. I will remind you that you said that the next time I flip a guy off who is yelling at you. <laughs> oh, I try to defend you, and you're like, no, no, Andy, don't make a scene. I'm like, fuck you. He yelled at you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. I digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Now, let me ask you this question here. <clears throat> How have you been since George Floyd, the pandemic? The pandemic had some babies, tsunamis, assassinations, Ukraine, monkeypox. Uh, there were cicadas here, uh, Roe versus Wade, um, oh. the, the, the gas prices. Um, <clears throat> polio made it, is making a comeback. Uh, there's just there's a lot of things I was reading that there may be new strains and stuff that are going to appear. I just read an article oh. that says somewhere in Boston or something like that um, they're making something a COVID that's more lethal or some crap. I don't know. Uh, so how have you been since all that doo-doo? Wow. Well, you just listed the perfect storm there and you're right. All that stuff happened and it's all been really, really bad stuff. Like, there was a lot. I mean, and it's interesting that you started with George Floyd because I remember during the pandemic, 
going up on our roof, there was a night where everyone went on their roofs or went outside and held up a light for the amount of time. Right. And um, he was in the neck. And I remember doing that. And so when you, to me, George Floyd and the pandemic go hand in hand because that was all happening at that time. Right. Um, right. And all of those other things. But I have to say also during that time and, I don't mean this to sound cliche or Mary Poppins, but during that time, Andy and I were going on Zoom and trying to make music, and that was a really positive light during right. a lot of that. Right, well, I think right. That we needed, too, because there was so much darkness. And don't get me wrong, I love the darkness. It's all about it. You like the darkness. Uh, I don't know. That was all dark, dark. I mean... Yeah, it's not that I'm You like the cool darkness. I'm delightfully creepy, not me, you know, oh, my God, why am I alive? Kind of creepy. Um, But, yeah, I think it was something that we needed to do so that we didn't end up swirling into depression, too, because that was, was really, really depressing for a lot of people, a lot of artists, a lot of our friends and the way that Marie and I chose to to deal with it is to get on Zoom with each other and write songs, kind of let the creativity be an outlet for the darkness. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. No, I agree with you. I know that <clears throat> I know that when in the beginning of the pandemic, I couldn't write anything. I was just like waking up every morning, like pinching myself to see if we were still living in the 21st century because it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. never thought that we've been living in something called a pandemic um, where you have yeah. to stay inside and then all of a sudden you have to wear a mask and, you know, then people are like, no, I don't want to wear a mask. No, I don't want to get vaccinated. Oh, I don't, don't want to get vaccinated. Oh, you should do this. You, should do this. you know, it's just, it's, it was a lot. It was a lot to yeah. take in. Sure. Um, and shelves empty. That was yeah. Um, but the thing that, you know, that came out of all of that, I, I think, is that when people realize, okay, life is really short um, and, and, and people need people, like if you didn't have somebody in the room with you and all you could do is screen time, you realize that physical touch, whether it's a friend, boyfriend, or mate, or whatever who it is, you need that in your life. And, <clears throat> and I think there was, a, there was a lot of positivity during this past three years. Obviously, there was a lot of negative. But there was a lot of positivity in regards to people just, you know, trying to reassess their lives and, and thinking, okay, this world has to become a better place. We have to do better um, in this world. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of artists uh, did that through music. Um, a lot of people did that everywhere else doing other things. Um, but But... At the same time, you look at the world. The world is very scary. It just is. The amount of hate that's out there is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I know. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. And that's that's an interesting thing, too, because you kind of saw where people went. Like, the people who came together and said, okay, what can we do to help each other lift this burden and people who would go online and do a song or I'm going to do a little zoom show and you can come on and we're all just going to share some time or play online games or you saw who 
you saw the best of humanity come forward, and then it really shines a light on the worst of humanity. Right. Because you see coming to the forefront. Um, and then when Roe versus Wade, <laughs> uh, Lord have mercy. that crap, doo-doo, shit, happened. Oh. Um, it was just like, okay, maybe we're not living in the 21st century. I just don't know. But what's interesting... <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we're in the twilight zone. I just, I just don't know. But what's come Mm -hmm. out of that whole thing, and I'll be quite honest with you, is that for me, and I know a lot of other women that I speak to, it's like you learn about all these rights and these these health issues and these no rights that women go through, even you know, pregnancy and not pregnancy and stuff like that. It's just been, it's been mind-boggling. And here's the kicker. I used to do a lot of stuff, silly stuff and music stuff on my TikTok. And then I started talking about Roe versus Wade and all this stuff happening in the news. And that was, that just exploded. And, and men and women, they're like, you're right. And we got to go vote and we got to do this and we got to do that. I mean, I, I just, I am baffled and saddened by our country in the sense that they want us as women to be, to feel uh, we have to be in fear and that we don't right. match and our lives don't matter and our health doesn't matter and it's about them and oh they're trying to save a life well damn it I'm trying to save my own damn life yeah so, I think that there's a yeah it, this is uh, this, this is a topic that is oh it's a button it, I, think it's, I, I think it's a button for a lot of people too yes, every yes. every woman has every woman has a story and so they should and it's something that Roe v. Wade was so important and it still is important for so many reasons um I was doing a little bit of talking about this on social social media um and it's not something that I normally do because I'm pretty private about my personal life and some of the things that I went through, I mean, almost getting, almost getting raped, right. being adopted, and what all of those things would mean with Roe mm. v. Wade. I think that our country is doing its citizens a disservice exactly. for not allowing women who have been sexually assaulted, who get pregnant by a sexual assault, exactly. to be able to terminate that pregnancy. Um, and people putting constraints on it. Because I, I, I have to say, I understand anyone who comes from a place of they feel like there's a baby involved and they right. don't want that ended. I, I get that. I get right. that. There's, a, there's something to that that, you know, that, that matters too. And I understand that. But it's when people, and mostly men, come mm-hmm. around and say, you know it's six weeks, you know it's seven weeks, you know, and it's like there are so many medical things that yes. men don't understand about women's bodies. Amen. And blatantly say, well, we're drawing the line at six weeks. That's, that's the line. That's the limit. And it's like you don't know. That's a woman and her doctor and what is going on for her. And right. I don't like the people who think they can make those decisions. 
Amen to that, sister, because it's full of this caca. It's all caca. <laughs> and, and, and here's, here's, here's the kicker. If people really do their research, because I, I, I talked about this on my TikTok, but about, there are some rapists. There was an article in People Magazine about this rapist that sued the woman that he raped for custody, and he oh. won. And he won. Oh. There are rapists that are doing this. So when you have the Texas governor coming out, well, we're going to get rid of all the rapists. Okay. Um, oh, and so on. that's why these abortion bans are going to be great. Um, Hello? No. No, you're not. <laughs> you, good luck. You go out there and get rid of all the rapists. Yeah, that's right. great. And then we'll talk. It's, yeah, it's like good good luck with that BS that you're talking about. Yeah, he he. I mean, race is about power and all that stuff. They, you, know, you think they're going to care if they impregnate some? They're they're fighting for rights for their own child. Please, I'm just I'm so sick of these people. I can't, you know, yeah. I just uh, I can't anymore. Every time I read something, I'm just really is it? I mean, one person in office said, "Oh, that." Um, any woman that had an abortion should be executed. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Oh, God. Wow. I remember when that had come up. I'm like, okay, so now we're living in Iran. Yeah. So that's what's happening. Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's right. where we're living. But anyway, I digress. Let's talk about you guys. <laughs> New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Now, what? <laughs> Uh, why you chose New Orleans, and uh, what's different about your version? New Orleans is a place that Marie and I, we hold very near and dear to our hearts. Even though we're obviously, we're not from there, um, right. it's a place that holds a special memories. And just the music in New Orleans itself is so amazing. It, it speaks to your soul. It mm-hmm. really does. The version of this song, I think, um, when I first heard it, I heard the uh, Joan Jett version first. And I kind of sort of in my periphery, I'm embarrassed to admit this, I knew that the Blues Brothers did it, but I hadn't listened to it. And then I uh, promptly, after I heard Joan Jett's version, I listened to the Blues Brothers version and the original artist, Gary U.S. Bond. But I was hearing something very different. But the changes were subtle that mm. had a big impact that and Marie and I took it to our producers and I was like right so I really want to do this cover and I want to do this this and this with it and his eyes lit up like it was Christmas <laughs> and he was like oh yeah I love that and then we can do this and he changed a couple of things too we always right. knew with the song that to put a key change in it because mm. no other version has a key so we did. We slapped the key change in there, and um, we changed around a bunch of little things. And the harmonies, all of Marie's harmonies, that doesn't right. happen in – I'm going out on a limb, and I'm searching my memory at the same time. I don't think it happens in any other version of the song. You know, and I'm, and I'm trying to think that, too, like, if it, if it was or not. But a lot of the harmonies just felt, for me, because that's – my ear goes to harmonies. That's what I generally hear. And so that's just – what I jumped on, I was like, oh, that would be a good place for harmony, and that would be a good place for harmony. So a lot of them just seem like a good place to do it. Um, but yeah, it was fun, and I gotta say that key change, key changes, because you're a musician, key changes 
aren't always the easiest thing in the world to do. And we worked it through, and then Andy, like, nailed it in the studio. It was just like, and now we're going to do a key change with no buildup. It's just, boom, key change. Mm. And it was, I love it. And the clouds like a party. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> that's what I liked about it. The key change was a punch in the face. And it was, that's what made it easy for me to remember it was just the kapow yeah. of it. And it was fun, too, in the studio because the musicians laid it all down together, which was really cool. Because normally in the studio, you know, nowadays, back in the day, they'd all go in one big room. Nowadays, they kind of do each part at a time. But they were like, you know what, let's do this old school, and this will be fun. And so they gathered the musicians in a room and, like, let's just try and get all the rhythm tracks down at one time. And it was really fun. Well, we actually did the whole thing. We actually ended up doing all of it because I was singing. Um, it was me and the, the lead guitarist, Ernesto, who is also one of our producers, in the control room. And then it was our other producer on the drums with our right. bassist, uh, Menno. And they were in in the live room, the, the recording studio. And we recorded <laughs> live on the floor. Yeah. So I and there was a lot. We had to go back in, and I had to redo a couple of. Um, well, of we tweaked a few yeah. things and added some stuff. But yeah, the main thing it was it was more like a live show, which was really cool. Awesome song. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was a lot. Of- Did I lose you? No, no, we're here. We're looking at the phone like. Is she, is she going to say something? Oh, we're going to say, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but, yeah, we no, just had a blast recording. Go ahead. Back to you, Nat. <laughs> and we Back had cameras rolling, too. We were recording well, video I, at the well, same I, th- I think that we should play it so everybody can hear it. Let me play it now. Oh, wait.
Stop it. I love that. Stop it. Stop it. That was yeah, a lot of fun. Sorry? I said that was a lot of fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. That's what we wanted. We, You're like, that's we wanted what I wanted. I want you to have fun. Energy. I want you to you have fun, damn it. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? And I'm going to date myself. Like, I literally could have seen, and this is just going to be weird what I'm going to say, Eddie Munster doing the twist to it. Oh, oh my God. God. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. Isn't it just weird to kind of think of? That just came up when I was listening. <laughs> no, I don't think that's weird at all. Well, we're all in that Halloween mindset right now. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's because I've seen a commercial somewhere, I don't know, years ago or past year, I don't know, where it's like they had the um, the Adams family and all these people, and they're doing the twist to the music, and that just came up in my head, and I'm like, oh, my God, that would be great for a scene like that. Oh, my God, uh, I would love the Adams do a twist to one of our songs. That would be a dream come true, Come on. That would would definitely be awesome. I mean, I love your style. I think you guys are pretty edgy. Um, And so how has the rock and roll scene been for you in the past couple years? I mean, we've been through a pandemic. We've been through so many things and we're still going through a lot of caca. Um, but how, you know, how as women, I, I'm, we always have to say that, has the rock and roll scene been for you guys? Yeah. It's okay, actually. I mean, we have been, I feel like studio, we've been doing a lot of work in the studio. I feel like we're isolated from it. We've done yeah. live shows online, but we haven't actually gone into a bar or a to actually do a live show. I think that's that's a whole different beast. I think I would have probably have a different answer for you if we okay. were performing live at like the whiskey or well the Viper Room is no more. Right. But yeah, but some of the places along there I think my answer would be different. But I I think we've kind of been a little bit lucky the fact okay. that we have been sheltered from it. You know, right. we've been I know our producers want to strangle the shit out of me. Um, but they're the ones who we've been dealing with the most. And, and I mean, they're awesome. They love Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Switzerland. <laughs> I get it. I completely understand. Our focus has been the studio and writing new music. And then, mm-hmm. like Andy said, we have a couple of live, like, Instagram, Facebook Live things just to be like, hey, here we are. Well, you I know, played bass on it. one of them, which was terrifying. It was awesome. <laughs> so we did a couple of jams, but yeah, mostly it's been about writing and recording. So that's been good. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Now, being in the industry, how long have you been in the music industry? Um, well, I've kind of I've been singing all my life, but really, we formed the band three years ago, right before the pandemic hit. Now. Having been in the music industry for a while, and you know, you, you formed this band about three years ago, what would you say 
are three things that you wish you had known before you got into the music business? Oh. <laughs> there's this, there's that, there's this, there's that. <laughs> One of them for me is I wish I had known more about songwriting before mm. I had gotten involved in the music business about specifically writing hooks and mm. writing hooks are are workable. So that's something that I really wish I knew more about instead of um, sort of flying by the seat of my ass and trying to figure those out. But I mean, Marie's kind of, she's been a godsend too, because there've been things that I've tried to do musically that I'm like, Oh, and then it's going to go here and I'll sing something. And she's like, yeah, no, sweetheart, you can't do that. That's not in the chord. And I'm like, but why? Um, so that would have been helpful to know before I, mm. you know, very right. different when you're singing somebody else's music, which is what I was used to doing, then, and then writing your own. So if you're singing somebody else's music, you can put a creative twist on it. You can give it some sort of a vibe. But when you're, when you're putting your own stuff down, it, there's a lot more that I think that you need to, to know, again, like staying in the chord and things like that. I've, I've made some, I'm not going to lie, I've made some very novice mistakes. Uh, but I've learned from them. And Marie's helped me learn so much. So at least that's two things. I don't know. I don't think this is a surprise generally, but just, there's all that there's always a realization that hits you in the face around every corner of like this is going to cost more money this is going to cost more money yeah well and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised like ooh i had no idea but it's more like okay i know this is going to cost money but it's like oh it's going to cost a lot of money or it's going to be like okay just there's a lot of elements in it and and as it should that's the thing like any artistic endeavor you want to pay your musicians, you want to pay everybody all the creative elements, so it should cost money, but it kind of compounds on you. And you're like, oh, okay, we really need to, you know, we did a fundraiser, and we sold shirts, which was really cool. That was fun, too. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool, I want a shirt. That was really nice. But, you know, just things like that. Like, how am I going to get this money? How do people do this? How do they make their money to go into the studio? And how do they make their money to, you know, do all the things that, that add up? Yeah, well, here's the thing. So I have, I, yeah, I have a, like a, a question for you, but I have to like say a little story synopsis kind of thing. So, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. Grammy season, and so this is the summer. I have to listen to a lot of music and and, and vote on stuff and yada yada. Um, and when Grammy season starts, you know, everybody starts promoting and marketing their music because they want you to listen to it. And a lot of sometimes some of the people promote their albums based on who they have on their album. Now, for mm-hmm. me, I could give two Fs about who's on their album. I just don't care. I mean, I'll tell you why. Because you could get the homeless man down the street to play for you, and he might be he might play better than the person that you know that's out there in the mainstream world or in the indie world. Um, because mm-hmm. we've had people that promoted, like last year, promoted their albums, and they kept touting this one person on their album. Hell, I didn't even know who the person was. Everybody else knew, but I didn't. And he basically was like the drummer of this famous person. 
But for me, I want to see you in your artistry. I could care less about anybody else. I want to see uh-huh. what Kiavath has done. I want to see if your soul is in your music. Is if the music yeah. is if it's combined together. You know what I mean? Because what I what yeah. I find what what I find sometimes with the music industry is so so many yeah yes it's nice to have a Grammy and stuff like that. But for me, it's I'm more concerned about the body of work, your catalog. What does this catalog say about you? Is it important, more important for you guys to have somebody that's huge, big, blah, 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 on your album, or is it more about what you're trying to give back to the world? Oh, it's definitely more about what we're trying to give back to the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's really cool, we, too, yeah, yeah, what you are saying about that. Um, we've been really incredibly fortunate to have some amazing people right. on producing playing on our tracks, but at the grassroots where it started, it starts with, with me and Marie, and we right. honestly, we do a lot of blood, sweat, and tears over our stuff, and before it ever gets to the studio, what no one sees is this glorious, there's, there's a fun process with it, but it's also a process that really makes me bang my head against the flipping wall is that we do our our vocal coach who Mm. is amazing and we bring her our new songs and we bring her our new songs and we sing them and then she very lovingly rips them apart (laughs) and tells us what we need to get rid of and times where we have to go back to the drawing board we we do and you know i'm usually like oh god i suck and Marie's like, no, it's fine. We'll be okay. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, it it's such a big process. And because our our vocal coach, uh, Darcy Monet, she's also a singer and songwriter. So she brings a lot to the table. So when we bring her a new song and we're like, hey, we're working on this. And like Andy said, she's like, okay, very lovingly. Here's what works. Here's what maybe needs tweaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's so helpful because it's such a process but I always feel better when I hear about um, like the song, the the happy song from Despicable Me because oh, yeah. that I heard an interview that that was just like so many different iterations of that song and they went through so much to build that song and create that song and go back to the drawing board and start over and Right. that it was recreated so many times. And I was like, well, okay, that's all right. right. That's it, makes the you, it makes you feel like you're not the only one. Yeah, and I love that song. It's like, okay, that that took a lot of work. And so when we go back to the drawing board or just, you know, make tweaks along the way, it's like, okay, that's the process. And Sometimes it's really fun, and sometimes, like Annie said, we're banging our head against the wall. But sometimes it's really fun, and then other times I wake up at three in the morning and I have an idea and I have to sing it on my phone, and it sounds terrible. But I'm like, that was the inspiration at three in the morning. <laughs> and you know, it happens yeah. like that. Though. Sometimes it's when you're sleeping, or when you're in, you're in the shower, you're just like, oh, that would be an awesome song. Um, yeah. And- yeah. Right with soap on the wall. 
Yeah, so but yeah, exactly. I'm still let me tell you, I'm still trying to create that gadget for that for the shower. Because my God, I get so much in there, it's just ridiculous. I'm like, Oh my god, this song would be great, blah blah blah. Then you walk out, can't remember a damn thing, you're just like, Oh my gosh. I need a gadget proof yeah. gadget for the, the shower. Now, um, do you have any other yeah. really I will Go ahead. I will buy that when you patent that. All right, listen. I got. I'm gonna work on. I gotta do it. I gotta. Damn it! I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will let you know. Do you have any other upcoming releases? We do actually. There is another song that we hope to release, and hopefully it will not be released in the month of October. <laughs> Always or, October. I know every single, and we don't plan it that way. It just kind of happens that way. It's like the universe is like, <laughs> no, Key of F, you are only allowed to release songs in October. <laughs> and it's the worst month ever for mm. because Halloween there. Oh, there's yeah, only yeah. so much on in October. And then we add a song release on top of it. Marie said the other day in an email to me, and I, I think I laughed for like 10 minutes straight. She was like, keeping October crazy for years and years. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's what we do to ourselves we when do. we release music in October. We do ourselves crazy in October. So there is another song that is going to be released, and we hopefully will release it at the beginning of 2023. God only knows what it's going to be called. Because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah that's my title. next question. Because I hear that Marie will not let Andy <laughs> call the song. What Andy wants to call the song. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, let please. me tell you the thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. Andy, yeah, so that. Andy likes to call songs things that come up during the rehearsal process. Like, oh, we'll just call it. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I'm like, no. I like that, though. <laughs> not now, Matt, here's the thing. Settle this for us. <laughs> the thing about this is, is that the song, the title that I came up with is sort of a double entendre because it works for the actual song. I wanted to call the name of the song that fucking song. And Marie was like, no. <laughs> but that's what the song is about. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I came like, up with that um, title because I was very frustrated. That's what you, you guys should have like done a, like a video of you guys arguing back and forth about the um, title of the song with you saying, well, that's what I was going to like, no, no, that's not what we're going to call it. <laughs> I, I like it though, for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> you could have called her that, for fuck's sake. She's like, no. no. <laughs> but you have to do it with an Irish accent. <laughs> I, I, I can do a U- European accent, but I don't know about that uh, with an Irish accent. Or just, how do you say that? For fuck's sake? For, no, that's got it. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. with a title like that that have the O and then a pocket. <laughs> and then, like, then you could like, be F U C F U 
are so funny and we get along with them so well. But it's usually Adam who's always going, oh, for fuck's sake. I know, I know uh, Marie said no, no. She said no, but I think you should, Marie, I think you all need to rethink that. <laughs> You can do it phonetically. I mean, and it, it won't need, need like a explicit a label on it, but you could, right. yeah, you could do it. I think it would be catchy. I think it it would be a, like <laughs> it would be a trending thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I I don't know. Too much is going to work on. I'm getting side eye stone wall. <laughs> getting the side eye? That could be another <laughs> Well, you know, at least we have a little bit of time before we have to release We have till October. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's true. I'm not releasing another song. No. Well, it will happen. Um, well. But, yeah, I Maybe, I don't know, maybe do both. Maybe do a yeah. title and then in parentheses <laughs> call it that asterisk, asterisk, K-I-N-G song. <laughs> yeah, you could. Now, you mentioned October. <laughs> what I hate about October is candy corn. If I tell you, not, oh. not, not everybody loves candy corn, but I did this, I did this Facebook reel on TikTok, and I'm like, I have... I have an addiction problem. And I'm like, yeah, candy corn. I've eaten seven bags. I kid you not. Oh, wow. I hate Halloween because this year I said, no. I said, Natalie. I said, yeah, I said, Natalie, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do anything. Seven bags later, seven Oh, well, the first step is to admit that you have a problem. I do. I do. And I am not ashamed. <laughs> you own it. You own it, Nat. You own that I, candy corn addiction. Uh, people are like, are you serious right now? I said, uh, yes, I like it. And said, oh, Natalie, don't eat it. It has too much sugar. I don't care. I don't care. Hey, I don't care. I'm going uh, peanut butter cups does a pumpkin. <gasps> oh, I oh, heard it's so good. I love I their that. That's kind of my kryptonite. I it's mean, really well, pumpkin. pumpkin. I think candy corn has crack in it. I swear to God, I just, <laughs> I, it's, it's the most sugary thing you could eat. And my, I'm like, okay, let me. And I just, I, it's like handfuls of it. I'm like. Okay, I need to put this bag somewhere because um, I've already eaten half the bag. You just can't help yourself. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I have my name is Natalie Bean, and I am a candy corn addict. <laughs> Hi, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> you know, for fuck's sake, that's who I am. <laughs> yes, girl. You see what you started? While you're watching television, I mean, how far does it go? Are you nibbling on it in the shower? I mean, I haven't gotten to the part where I'm in the shower, but I'm sitting on my bed and I'm just like, oh, I'll have like three or four. No, 
half the bag yeah. will be done. It's like your, your hand stays in the bag. You're just like, my God, but I can't eat this anymore. After seven bags, I can't. I, I, I won't even look at it. And, and here's the kicker. I have a stuffed animal. I don't know where, but I bought a stuffed animal that looks like a can. It's a candy corn stuffed animal. That's adorable. Oh, that's cool. That's adorable. That's sick. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Oh my god, I can't wait to camp. I feel Halloween is over when and then and then it'll be on sale for ninety nine cents. Right. But it can't be do all candy after Easter when it's half Yeah, no yeah, uh uh-uh. uh. But here's the thing. It can't be just any kind of candy corn. It has to be Brock's. Oh, that's yeah. the best. Oh, you're brand specific. So yeah. now I know what to get for your birthday. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> you can get a sponsorship. Why not? I yeah. Oh, my gosh. I should. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to. I, I love that idea. I'm going to. Con- you con- right. I, I mean, you now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I've eaten seven and bags. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And they're not. for it anymore. And they're not small bags. <laughs> Nor like, oh, should they. They're like, oh my god. One guy was just like, oh, you better not eat that. Your figure. I said, oh, who cares about that? I'm on the peloton two hours a day. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I, like I like it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you know. Nice. That's my advice. But ladies, it was so great to talk to you tonight. I'm oh, chatting. that is so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we you need to get awesome. in February. I should be out there in February for the Grammy. So, oh, if you're down. yes, we'll take you ass throwing. Uh-oh. And then we can Have just there. <laughs> and then we can just there for fuck's sake together. Oh, it's great. I got Maria to act throwing. It's awesome. It's my source of how I how I um, deal with frustration. Ass throwing. Yes. Not X, but act. Like a sharp, murderous weapon, and you throw it. Ax throwing. Yes. Ax. Well, if you want to throw my ex, you are more than welcome <laughs> to throw him anywhere you want. Um, but I think you might have to get in line. There are a couple of people who might be ahead of you on that one. But, but yeah. yeah, the axe throwing is so cool. Oh my gosh! I def- oh yeah, no, I'm definitely I'm down for that. All right. get, get some rage out. <laughs> well. uh, oh yeah, no, definitely. I'll definitely we need to we'll keep in touch and I'll let you know. I know that we're Nikki and I will be down there. The Wednesday before the Grammys, um, we'll be out there for at least a week. So yeah, we definitely need to get get together. Absolutely, let's hang. I'm I'm going to nag you about this. That's I mean, a date. Loving me. I will nag me. I am here for I it. Will... All right. <laughs> but thanks again for being on chatting it with Nat. It's always a pleasure. I like you guys. You guys have a fighting oh. spirit that you, you speak your truth. Oh, you sing your truth. Like, oh. Thank, thank you, you so much. We've been looking forward to this. 
I'm so glad we did it. Now, tomorrow I'm going off to, to Nashville. I have a 6.45 a.m. flight. And I was like, oh, Woo! my gosh. I'm like, I booked the KFF. I must be crazy, but I like you guys. That's why I did it. I was like, we haven't chatted in a long time. Well, hopefully, hopefully your flight will be on time and be smoothly. Please travel safe. And um, I'm not going to keep you. So have a have a wonderful, wonderful trip to Nashville. Go to Biscuit Love. Thank you so much. All right. That was chatting with Nag with Rock and Roll Band, the Kiev F. They're awesome. Now you can go to their website, which is www.thekiev.f. The Kiev F. Look, of F. I like that because it says the Kiev. It was basically the <laughs> We can tell you off. Um, and then their Instagram is at the key of underscore F. YouTube is the key of underscore F. And you don't remember that. You can Google. Google is your friend. You know, we're all over the place. Stream their music. Hell, buy their music. That's really important for us artists. All right. Until next time on Chatting with Nat.